Welcome back to the Seattle Sports Union Podcast. My name is Abraham Deweese, and back with me once again is the Soul Man, Brian Solak, and the foul, evil, stenchful duck, Matthew Page. How's it going, guys? <laughs> it's going. How are you? Stenchful? That's an, yeah. Is that even a word? Look, In Abraham's it's the opposite of stenchless. Miss ah. Baumgartner taught him that word, right, Abe? Sure. <laughs> Madison Baumgartner. He's he's doing okay for himself, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Isn't he on the comeback? I think so. <laughs> Paul Asimacher, right? Was that his name? Was he the one he's that a relief pitcher? Was he the one that? that uh, Sorry, go ahead. He was the giant, and I want to say he was. No, I was okay. Never mind. I was going to say he's the one that lost his hand, but that was Drayback, right? Oh, no, that was, no, that was uh, Dravecki. Dave Dravecki, that's the Giants. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. yeah. But they were in the same era. You are correct. <clears throat> so what do we get? To, is today Thursday? No. Yes. Yes. No, it's not. Today is, today is Thursday in our hearts. <laughs> uh, it's actually Friday. We're doing it a day later because reasons. Absolutely. Um, but uh, we haven't talked about the NFL draft yet and the Seahawks. I think we should. We didn't do that last week? We did not. What are we no, doing? we had a special guest. Oh, that's right. Who would we have? Brian Sloan yeah. from Evergreen Speedway. That's right. So check him out on our on our podcast here. Former Aqua Sox GM. Great, great podcast we had then. Yep. <clears throat> so and uh, now, now working. Yeah, like you said, at Evergreen Speedway, and and everyone should go check them out this summer. They got a lot of a lot of events lined up. <clears throat> um, talk Hawks. But yeah, let's talk. Let's talk Seahawks. I guess uh, I'll, I'll I'll get the ball rolling here. Uh, the Seahawks wound up taking only three. <laughs> they had three picks to start. They traded down at one point to get a fourth pick, and then they tr- they wasted that fourth pick trading back up for the last pick. So they wound up with three picks, uh, and their first pick was a wide receiver out of Western Michigan, Dwayne Eskridge. What do you guys think? I think My, I think they drafted ahead. a wide receiver out of West Michigan. Okay. <laughs> what do you think of young Dwayne? Oh, go ahead, Solak. You're I interrupted you. Well, I, that's okay. I interrupted you too, but I, I don't want to. Well, I interru- I'm interrupting you, interrupting me, but <laughs> go ahead. I don't get why we drafted a wide receiver so high when there was very much, there's, you know, a, I don't want to swear, a lot of wide receivers in the it draft. It was a very deep draft. Deep draft. Thank you. So, I mean, this guy runs a 43840. I mean, he's 5'9. Is this. Maybe our next kick returner. I mean, what else is it going to do? I mean, he, he'll be a fourth or fifth receiver, maybe. But or do they expect him to be the next Tyler Lockett? I don't. I don't know. I'm not happy about this first pick. I mean, he might turn out okay, but another pick on paper. I'm not down for another far too overdrafted player by this organization. The former Western Michigan Bronco has been has been sold to us as this fantastical character from the. Lesser league of, I think it's the Mid-America Conference. Uh, I can't remember because I don't pay attention to directional colleges in the Midwest. So <laughs> it's, it, it's the MAC, not the yeah. Mid. So it's, yeah, Mid-Atlantic? Mid- Atlantic? No. Yeah, right. I, anyway, yeah. So I had it right, the Mid-American Conference. Yep. Yeah. 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 
sure. Well, it's not mid-Atlantic, Matt. I think it is. I'm sorry, but Michigan's nowhere near the Atlantic. Um, did you know it's it's the Midwest, so it could also be the Mid East and, and Mid Atlantic. <laughs> they don't really have directions down now back there. Um, we, yeah, it's kind of like uh, yeah, it's kind of like there's a Midwest, and then you skip the whole continent, an ocean, another continent, then you got the Mid East. Yep. Shouldn't they be next to each other? Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't work. It is, man. Anyway, the point. the going back to Dwayne Eskridge, Dwayne Eskridge is a one and a half year talent at a very low level. And one of the big complaints that I had is I was messaging you guys. I was on Tom Watson's show and I complained about this. This guy played a bunch of nobodies, and for out of the one and a half years he was productive, he only looked good in one of those years. And that's his senior year. Older player. I don't know about this. I don't know about taking 20, shoot, what is he? 23, 24, somewhere in there. Um, I don't know about taking an older player unless they're just looking for a guy who will be happy. Like you said, Solak, just to return kicks and maybe be a fourth receiver. Yes. He's fast. Hooray. Can he play the slot? No, never has. Also, he has two route progressions that I've seen on, I've watched about six or seven YouTube videos on this guy. He has a slant. That's fantastic, but we don't throw that pass. <laughs> we, we don't use that. <laughs> and then he has a go, which is fantastic, but we have two other receivers that run that same route as well. Specialized in that. And yeah. are much better than he is. <laughs> so I don't know what this pick is. I don't know why it's a second round pick. I don't know why they didn't downgrade their pick and try to get like another third and a fourth or something like that, or a third and a fifth. Supposedly they were trying to work a deal, but it didn't really work out. No one really wanted to move into the spot, so they, they wound up having to take their 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 number one guy, which apparently was Dwayne Eskridge. Um, they have him, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm seeing an, an analyst here on ESPN saying he is a dangerous slot receiver, supposedly. Um, but I and- think what it is, is it, it always... It always bothers me. It's like every year they take a guy that's going to be a going to be their next kick returner. They never pick a kick returner and just go with it. It's like every year they're like, "Oh, we got to go get a kick returner because, well, the guy that we got, we we've given up on way too fast." You know? Yeah, um, it's just fascinating. You call him a slot receiver, and then every video that I see him in, he's not a slot receiver. He's I playing know. the X. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I just, I mean. I'm leery about drafting a guy in the second round when one of, when 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 he has when one of the pluses or the pros is is his special team ability, and also uh, they rate and they, and they keep mentioning this uh, like it's a good thing. He played corner for like all of like what three games or something like that, or <laughs> you know like a tiny amount of, of plays very early in his college career. And apparently that is a draw as well. So are we going to convert him to corner? Or how is that even relevant? They, but the, the Seahawks keep mentioning it, and the uh, Seattle analysts keep mentioning it. And I, 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 so I felt I had to mention it, but I just don't see how that adds value. I, you know. No, well said. Uh, Abraham, real quick, nice job on the Tom Wassell show. Where can we find Tom Wassell? Uh, I think he lives in Lake City. <laughs> Just go down Lake City Way and start screaming his name out. No, uh, he's Tom. <laughs> Tom! Tom! 
Bob. Um, no, you uh, you can go check out all his great content on Twitch TV, as well. He's on YouTube and various other social media, Spotify. That's such right a round. Um, okay, so moving on, we in the fourth round we took Trey Brown out of Oklahoma, who's mm-hmm. a cornerback. What do we think? He's a short guy. Which yeah. doesn't normally fit the mold. Yeah, he's not a he's not a Seahawk cornerback. He's not six foot four, two twenty, you know. Um I like him. I saw him in several uh Big Twelve games and all he did was come up big when it was most important and most relevant. And you know what? If we end up getting a Jordan Babineau guy, like hey, he's okay, but you know what? He makes some big plays. Isn't that all you can ask for from a fifth-round pick? I'll, I'll disagree with you. I mean, he's five foot nine. There, every article I read on the internet saying, "Oh, he could be the next DJ Reed, who we got, you know, we found off the waiver wire from San Francisco, and he kicked some ass last season." But uh, never assume. I mean, I know the guy's fast and he does a good job, but he's another kick returner, by the way. So we <laughs> need another freaking kick returner. But a lot of negatives in my eyes. He gets beat a lot. He's he's too aggressive, very hands-on. They say so. Yeah, he's very physical. Yeah, I saw of uh, comparisons to Browner of, of a former uh, Seahawk. Oh, yeah. I don't know how that's yeah. possible. Um, Maybe the way he plays, but it's not just the way he plays. Not yeah. not just his size. Um, yeah, he's going to have to learn to keep the hands off quite so much. I saw on all the footage I watch, it's like the dude has his hands constantly on the wide receiver. And at the NFL, a lot of that ain't going to fly. Yep. Um, but yeah, I could see him. I can see him in the slot corner position, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, fighting in there, helping out in there. Um, for a fourth round pick, uh, not a fifth round pick, a fourth round pick. Um, I think, I think we could have done a lot worse. Um, I but, think cornerbacks were pretty much picked clean by the time they got to him. Pretty much, yeah. Um, but moving on to the last pick, which we traded up to get, uh, who was somehow still sitting there in the sixth round, Stone Forsyth. He's this giant kid out of Florida. I guess the knock on him is run blocking. Uh, but I, you know, you watch tape of him. You know he was in he was in Florida. He was blocking the defensive ends out of in the big in the um, SEC, doing just fine in yeah, my made, eyes. He made Kyle Trask look decent. So yeah, you know. <laughs> he, he, he gave Kyle Trask time. He's been in Canada, yeah. You know, if we give we you know in, in terms of run blocking, I, we can rotate him out, and and in terms of pass protection, mm-hmm. apparently he's he's amazing. So hey, you know that'll give Russ time. Um. You know, for a for a six round pick, you get a guy you can rotate into your offensive line to depth. I, I think that's a pretty solid solid pick. What do you guys think? Uh, first thing I Abe might understand this. First thing when I heard that name, I I was listen, I was thinking of the music where you hear uh, um, window pane crashing and out comes Stone Cold Steve Austin from WWE oh. with that name. I didn't <laughs> think that at all. I thought. All I, I thought Sorry, go ahead. I thought by God there's a general from the battle bull run stone Forsyth, <laughs> as he came in with his cavalry and charged the enemy banners. That's what I thought. I, either way. I thought it was a great pick. I understand why they traded up. I mean, he fell all the way down to the sixth round, six, eight, three Oh seven loud two sacks over and over 513 pass attempts. 
The guy's got a p- lots of potential. I mean, that was also a guy who is, I think he's older as well, but the big deal with him is he also has a thousand pass snaps in the sec. And so I think that with their, what they're trying to get there as an experienced, I think it's all three of these guys. They're all seniors, uh, two redshirt seniors, all are experienced guys that they're hoping can just, you know, plug a plug hole. In. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need, yeah, you don't need, you know, you don't need to have them go through uh, a lot of, a lot of practice squad games or anything like that. You can just plug them in. His, his uh, dad played in the NFL too. I didn't know that, but Stone's dad played for the Cincinnati Bengals for what, a few years. So offensive line as well. Um, so one of the benefits of only having three picks means you can go to the undrafted free agent guys and go, Hey, we've only picked three guys. So we've got a lot of roster spots available and allowed us to get a lot more undrafted free agents than we have in the past. And some of the, some of the better undrafted free agents in the past than in the past. Um, I, I was wondering which one, which one you guys think is the, uh, is your pick to click? Well, who do we got again? Well, we, there was about 20 different guys. Some of the notable ones, uh, there's the guard from uh, Montreal, Pierre Oliver Lestage. There's uh, Jared Hawker, who was a guard from Texas A&M, who looked pretty good on tape. There's B.J. Emmons and the Florida Atlantic running back. Cade Johnson, a wide receiver out of South Dakota State, who actually was rated by a lot of people higher than our third-round pick, our second-round pick. <laughs> um, and there's there, – so surprisingly, he wasn't drafted. And then uh, Jared Hewitt, a, a very intriguing defensive tackle from Virginia Tech. I've seen um, him before, and I've, and I've seen Kane, I've seen Cade Johnson, um, South Dakota State. Uh, got to see him against uh, Eastern and against North Dakota State. Yeah, no, he looked really good, and um, yeah, it does make me wonder if he was ranked higher than Dwayne Eskridge. What, what's going on there? Because it's not like Dwayne Eskridge was playing the best of the best. I'd take North Dakota State over half the teams in the you know, mid-American conference. So I, I, I like what I saw out of, out of Cade. Um, and then Jared Hill was a middle-of-the-line run stuffer type of guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw him in a game, uh, uh, Virginia Tech versus uh, Virginia, and then also against Miami. And uh, he was kind of a complimentary guy um, to some of the other a stars. Big the other. Yeah. It's a big body. He's, he's a big there. fat guy Double in the middle. Hole. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that's kind of what we need in Seattle right now yeah. in our defensive tackle position. We keep signing defensive ends, but we don't really have any defensive anybody in the middle after we cut Jaron Reed. What do you think, uh, Brian? Um, I, uh, Jared Hewitt, I, I'm going to disagree. I mean, I like his play, but what I read online is he needs to add strength, but maybe he'll make the practice squad. I, uh, Kay Johnson would be my favorite, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say Pierre Olive. Olivier Lestage or Pierre Olivier Lestage, a guard center from the University of Montreal, 6'3", 305. He was one of the top people. I mean, top players in the league. He made the I, I don't know what they call the All Pro team there, but he was quite valuable. And then they won like a, some kind of Canadian Cup. And wait, is he from got, CFL? No, it was before that. I mean, college. He's in college. college yeah. Okay. He's another guy. I think he's, they said he was 23, but he's got, I mean, I think he, he has a chance to make the team as a backup, in my opinion, from what I read anyway. <clears throat> what about you, Matt? Well, my pick to click has been Kay Johnson. I wanted them to draft him. 
I, I was I, I've I've had my eye on him for a while. He's a jackrabbit from South Dakota State. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Abe. It's like you know he's played some tough. I don't understand why. I think the big knock on him was he was an FCS <laughs> and not FBS. And but the reality is, I mean, hey, Cooper Cup. I mean, you know, when when a guy is good, it doesn't matter where he is. You, you know, they'll they'll it, it comes through. Well, I think and there's he even, really shined. I think at a high level of FCS, there's even an advantage over Sunbelt or Mac in the FBS, and that's because teams like South Dakota State play in the playoffs. So at least you got some, you know, matchups there that you can you can say like you're playing against a high level competition. Well, and you can go play for, you know, insert what Florida A and M or somebody like that, and 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 be lost in the shuffle in the Sun Belt, and you know who cares? Or you can go be the king of South Dakota, at the Jackrabbits, you know, <laughs> be the big be the big fish in this in the little pond. So, you know? so do we know anything about this running back guy, B.J. Emmons? I've watched a little bit of his tape. He was an Alabama recruit. He got hurt. He's bounced. He bounced back down to, uh, you know, call, community college level or whatever, um, you know, smaller level, uh, then bounced back up the Ford Atlantic. He's 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 kind of a, um, I want to say like the the you know the screen pass mold, the you know the pro size you know get him in space kind of mold um, of that that particular vein. And I think he might actually make the roster because we need we need depth at running back. They, I'm not. There's pressing. another running back that we oh, we signed too that I just I, I have to say I'm not very interested. In. <laughs> just need warm bodies at this point. Just going back to BJ real quick. They said he. I mean, I'm just reading what they say online. I mean, I hope you're right because I think we need to shake up the running backs. But they say he's had limited experience in college, whether it was yeah, he's injury, been hurt, injuries or transferring or whatever. Yeah, but they say maybe. 2022, he won't make an impact, more of a practice squad guy. And then 2023, he could be like a third down back, like you're saying, like CJ Prosay. Yeah, Josh Johnson is the other running back from Louisiana Monroe. Well, and, he was pretty um, good, wasn't he? He's decent. Yeah, he. I mean, he scored. He scored 11. Excuse me. Two years ago, he scored 11 touchdowns for him. He was, Oh, no. He, he, was he, was the guy, he was the guy that was actually at LSU, right? He transferred. I don't. Didn't know. he transfer? I don't know. Down to Monroe because he couldn't. Okay, I think that I, I. don't know. I, I think that's accurate, but I. I guess I could look it up, but <laughs> he may not make the team, so why bother? <laughs> um. Anyway, a quick, quick. Review By the way, while you're looking, him. while you're looking at that, I um. I saw your outline, Matt, and it said yes. UDFA, and I was trying to think like. University of Dakota <laughs> Fargo. That's not no, a undrafted university. Free agents. Undrafted no, he, no, free uh, agents. Josh Johnson yeah. played for Louisiana Monroe 28, 20, 2019 and 2020. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I've heard that name before. Um, yeah, it used to be. A, wasn't there a quarterback name that for the? Uh, uh, no, 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 no. I've heard of. I've heard yes. of the running yes. back. I've heard of the running back before. There is a quarterback, though, Matt. You are one hundred percent correct. Um. Yeah, he's he's got he's got great speed, but he's also banged up as well. Um, but yeah, so there's some intriguing running backs. Uh, there's definitely some intriguing receivers. There's another receiver from Stanford, Connor Weddington, 
who uh, is from Sumner, Washington. Mm. Um, he's uh, he's kind of a wide receiver slash running back kind of role guy. I think he never really found a good you know perfect spot for him. There's Tamarian Terry, who is from Florida State wide receiver. But he was absolute. If I remember correctly, he did he like he bombed at like Senior Bowl or something like that. So no one was really excited about him. Um, but yeah, there's there's some interesting players here. Um, but you know, who knows? The the, uh, the Seahawks like to like to pick some some really bad players sometimes to keep and cut the good players. I'll never understand why. <laughs> Um, so moving on about the overall draft, uh, winners or losers? Who do you guys, who do you guys think? Who, 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 who had the best draft? Um, who had the best draft? Uh, I wanted to answer your first question, winners and losers. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Winners and losers. I I wanted to talk about a loser team that actually won. Oh, okay. Who's the loser team that actually won? Oh, Detroit lions, Detroit lions in the seventh round drafted Jamar Jeffries, Oregon State running back. Oh, yes. Yeah. So they're a loser, but they won one draft pick at least. <laughs> well, no, they actually they, they did okay. Uh, you know, they had a really good tackle fall to them in the first round. And they also, um, yeah, because of that, they were able to cut Carrion Johnson from Michigan. I think it was the Michigan State running back from a couple of years ago who was, uh, who was a really good, fierce runner just like Jamar Jefferson but was due for going to get paid a lot of money. So Jefferson is – a younger replacement, basically. So it worked out well, I think. And it's important to note that Carry On Johnson single-handedly revitalized that Kansas song, Carry On My Wayward Son. <laughs> because every every person who drafted him in the last several years has always sung, Carry On My Wayward Johnson. Right? Oh, my gosh. Uh, you, well, you didn't draft him. Team you team didn't team draft team. him either that or you hate progressive rock, which is it? Oh, uh, first one, first thing you just said. I, I love progressive <laughs> rock. Come on. <laughs> um, all right. So who 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 is not a loser but an actual winner? Uh, Patriots. Even though, sorry, oh, go no, ahead. What were you gonna say? I, I even though it's a Jets organization, I think their quarterback. Uh, sorry, I'm a little bit bad with names because I was uh, out of town, so I didn't watch the drop. I just read online, but I think the quarterback. They got a quarterback, a running back, and a wide receiver. Like in the first three or four rounds and on paper, I think they projected it pretty well. So we'll see what happens. And I like their new coach. So, but again, I know we've talked about this in past. The Jets is a POS organization, but hopefully. Yeah. They had an interesting draft. They went and they, they, they got their quarterback. Then they got a a guard to, 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 a really good guard to protect him. Mm-hmm. And then, and then they got a wide receiver room to throw to. And then they got Michael Carter, one of the most, one of the better picks of running back in the in the yep. draft. Yeah, I think those three and then guys. From that point on, the, the defensive coach asserted himself, and the rest of the draft <laughs> was defense. <laughs> I think those three guys. It was actually value in reverse order, um, because I'm uh, I'm of the opinion that Wilson, the quarterback that got drafted, Zach Wilson, yeah. is going to get eaten alive by the press. Oh yeah, mm, yeah you know, small town Utah kid goes to uh, goes to the big city and. We've all seen this story before, you know. It doesn't even have uh, to be a small town Utah guy. Can, I've seen other people just like line, not liner, uh, Barkley, right? Matt Barkley. Oh yeah, Barclay got eaten alive, yeah. and he wasn't that well, terrible. The the uh, the first dominoes in that regard have already fallen. His his mom got 
called out on, for some rant on Instagram or something <laughs> or whatever this past weekend. And so she's already had to basically shut down all her social media. And it's just because she's related to him that the New York media is watching, you know. <laughs> um, they're, they're, they're finding out real fast that now because they're connected to him, they're going to be watched like hawks. I've got, I've got another winner. Oh, yeah? Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Uh, I said Patriots, but what I really meant to say was Mac Jones. Mac Jones, quarterback out of Alabama, did not have to. It, it looked like it, you know, it looked like he was kind of sad that he wasn't getting picked. But in my opinion, as a quarterback, you kind of why not just drop down the list till you get to a good team with good coaches. Yes. <laughs> Your success is heavily dependent yeah. upon where you get picked. It yeah. Really is. Yeah. And, and I was just thinking to myself, like, oh my god, had he got drafted by yeah, he got drafted by the Jets, you'd wash out the first two weeks. Cause he's not, he's not at a level. I, I say this about pretty much every quarterback um, with few of exceptions. When you play for the best team with all the best players, you know, in the best conference, you're not getting challenged as much. And there's a few exceptions to the rule. Peyton Manning would be one, um, you know, but I mean, those are few and far between. I, I've always noticed the best quarterbacks seem to come out of the middle tiers where they've kind of had to like, face up against really good teams, even if they didn't have the best receivers or the best running backs or the best offensive line. And yeah, I, I think it's better for him to go to a situation where he gets coached up. Cam Newton gets his brains kicked in and, uh, <laughs> and he can come in, you know, whenever Cam Newton gets carted out on a, you know, on a stretcher. <laughs> um, come on. Yeah, Cam Newton so has no speed left. I mean, that's, that was obvious last year. Um, He's oh a yeah. Douche anyways. Ouch. Um, so uh, some of the more, I want to say the losers of the draft. Seahawks. Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> we Our said it at the same time. <laughs> yeah, but they weren't very uh, good. At least the, the top Raiders, one. The Raiders yeah. with that reach in the first round, they took the tackle from uh, Alabama that everyone was like, "He's a third round pick at best. Um, you know, I, the, the, the dolphins confused me. Um, Philly actually did okay, even though they're, they screwed up at a few spots. I don't know. I would um, say the Cowboys. San Francisco. Yeah. Did, I, right. Well, San Francisco got their guy, but they gave up a lot to get that. And it's not going to matter if they, if they win. I mean, they have a they have a Super Bowl caliber team right now. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I felt like the they Browns had a great defense, a great, a great, a great uh, draft, and did really well with their defense. Adding the even already an already talented defense, they made it even better. I, I feel like I, I got to go back to the Niners. I feel like they could have got like a veteran quarterback and not have to given up everything that they did. Like they could have got well, a, they made a they made a swipe at uh, at Aaron Rodgers the morning of the draft. <laughs> Yeah, but I meant like more like a Matt Ryan or a Stafford. Maybe I Falcons apparently were very intent on on not moving uh, um, Ryan and the because he's only thirty five, and they'd take such, they'd take a serious cap hit if they traded him. Um, the way his con his contract is built, it's really it penalizes them if they get rid of him. Um, yeah. so yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what was available to them, but the, uh, Stafford, the Stafford deal. Wow. I mean, 
the Rams gave a lot to get Stafford. They really did. What about the Dol- what about the Dolphins? You said confuses you. I know I, I saw some of their picks, but I, I know he didn't win the Heisman Trophy like the other guy, but Waddle, I think, was one of the I think he's gonna step in and be a number one receiver right away for for a sh- terrible quarterback that they have. I mean, I guess I it, it, they're committing they're going all in on Tua. And so he now has he has Waddle and he has Will Fuller and he has Devontae Parker and he has that tight end that I always forget the name of. Oh yeah, me too. But he's good. He had a good year last he's year. He's really good. And then they've got some. They've got a decent running back core for him to hand off to. So basically, they're basically said, okay, we're going to go all in on on Tua. I wouldn't have gone all in on Tua. Like that's that's just me. I I'm I'm not high on Tua. I, I watched him play last year a couple times, and when they had to bring in Fitzpatrick to bail him out, I mean that said it all to me right there. Um, sure. Because yeah. I love as much as I love. You know Ivy League and, and and you know Fitzpatrick himself, but you know, but uh, he's not a great starter in the NFL level. And if he has to come in and pick up for your your rookie, you're you're not you're having a bad time. Um, I, was, I, I was mentioning the Cowboys, not in that their picks were actually bad. It was more to the point they had signed uh, Dak Prescott to an unreasonable contract and they could have fallen into a decent quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. They could have had Justin Fields. Um, I know Matt, you're not big on Mac Jones, but I mean, they could have had one of the, the higher picks and saved all that money and gotten themselves an entire defense. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. No, 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 no denying that. Um, I, I I also want to point out the Bengals. I strongly disagree with their first round pick. I understand Jamar Chase was their quarterback's best buddy in LSU, and and so the goal is to put the two back together in dynamic duo and yeah. and all that. But <clears throat> you, you had your first year quarterback go down with a broken leg because he didn't have protection, yeah. and you've done nothing to address that protection in the off season. And you had your shot at some really good tackles in that first round, and instead you went with the skill slot player. I don't. I. I'm not sure on that one. Yeah, trying trying to sell. But I'm old school. I love. I I love. I know it's not sexy, but I love. I love building an insurmountable offensive line or an insurmountable defensive line. It's where the game is won and lost, and it's not sexy to do that pick in the first round but it's totally worth it. Right. Um, so, um, anyway, um, bears. Oh yeah. Then we had the bears, the bears traded up for Mr. Fields. What'd you guys think of that? You think we're going to, you think, you think we're finally going to have a, a, a bear quarterback worthy of the name or the, or the uh, position since, since, uh, the first one since world war two, I think <laughs> Sid Luckman. Yeah. <laughs> it was like 1945 or something like that. I forgot about Jim McMahon. Come on. No, he didn't. He was there like eight, what, like two years. <laughs> he wasn't there that long, was he? he? He was. He had one good year. The Super Bowl Shuffle. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, so you you got me mistaken with somebody who gives a damn about stupid things like that. Oh my I don't. Gosh, I really don't oh. care. I do not care. Look, this whole let's go. Okay, they did win the Super Bowl. They won the Super Bowl. Great. Stupid rap video about garbage I don't care about. No, uh, leave that to run DMC. You guys go play football. 
God, it gets irritating when. UFC, good choice. It either, gets, either way, Justin gets, Fields, I enjoyed in college. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm going. To, no, and, and I, I want to say, run DMC and that Aerosmith video was really good. Anyway, go on. <laughs> I'll agree. That was one thing I will actually. Agree yeah, with that you. I'll watch. Not the damn Super Bowl <laughs> shuffle. <laughs> Uh, Justin Fields, I was a huge fan in college, and I'm hoping for the best for him. I mean, obviously, we want the Seahawks to be the better team, but I think with, with, with those quarterbacks that they have in their team, I mean, uh, what's his face? The guy from oh, Dalton and Foles is still there, but I think Fields, by midseason, I, why can't he be their next starter? They also drafted, uh, in my opinion, one of the top uh, offensive tackles in the draft at Oklahoma State, Tavon or Taven Jenkins. In my opinion, so I, I, I thought it was a wise choice once Fields, you know, dropped and they traded up. So, props to them. I mean, they're one of they're not a winner in the draft. They're at least in in between. They're not a loser. They're so, why a, do you hate Nick Foles? Oh, I don't hate Nick Foles. I, I mean, clearly you do. Well, and Andy Dalton. What did Andy Dalton do to you? Did Andy I, Dalton kick your dog? I will say this: Nick Foles. <laughs> Nick no, Foles. My cat, though. Nick Foles is only good when he's when, when nobody cares, nobody's looking, and he's with the Eagles. Yeah, he's, no, he's not good yeah. any other time, anywhere. No, not really. No. <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah, moving on. Yeah, Wednesday, yesterday, day before yesterday. Um, it's Thursday, right? It's according to the, the podcast schedule. So, it, 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 yesterday. Uh, the schedules came out, so we're going to have to do our predictions for the number of wins for the Seahawks. Are we going to make a note (laughs) so we we can revisit this after the season? (laughs) Are ridiculously too early (laughs) predictions? Ridiculously too early predictions because some of these you can't make a you can't make a judgment because you know Green like for example Green Bay. Who knows if they trade Aaron Rodgers? Uh, If they would, if they're going to, they do it after June first after the cap deadline. (laughs) So they'd save cap hit, but Before, sorry to interrupt, but then again, I'm on. going to, but is there only one preseason game this year? Is that correct? Two. I thought there's only one home one. Yeah. Oh, there's only one. But no, no, there's only one home. I, I thought there's only, only one home. Okay. Let's start with the preseason game. I want to talk about that first. What is the preseason game? Chargers against the Seahawks. Matthew page. You pick. I wonder who he's going to pick. Um, it, 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 it literally does not matter. because <laughs> um, it's called preseason for a reason. I'm surprised. This, I'm surprised we're not playing the Raiders. Haven't we always played the Raiders in, in preseason? <laughs> yeah. It's always the Raiders. That's all I remember. Um, no, uh, in the, uh, you know, in preseason, we're still tweaking things. We're still working on them out. I I'm, I'm going to go with the hot. Is it, is it here? Where is it? It's at the Seattle. Seattle. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Hawks. What do you guys think? I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Chargers just because you went with the Hawks. Are we predicting preseason games? Only one. It's only one game. Apparently, Solak is. I I, I, I'm surprised. I know it's preseason, but I think your boy's gonna be playing most of the game because it's two. Was it two? One game. Yeah, because he's never played a football game in his life, Matt. Never. So he's going to have to. <laughs> and they stocked up on the offensive line on the offseason, you were saying. So I'm surprised you didn't pick them. Um, let's see here. Hold on. Are you trying to see if there's another? Pre- I, I thought there was two. 
I thought there was two. Um, no, there's apparently yeah, there's only one Seymour. Okay, all right. Oh yeah, there's only one preseason game. Weird. Okay, I thought there were two. Well, I'm glad we brought this um, show to a halt to discuss the one preseason game. Realize that simple fact. Yes. <laughs> yeah, all but right. you understand so, why? We'll, we'll start. Oh, because 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 of Herbert. Yes. Notice I didn't I didn't mention his college or anything. No. Isn't, isn't Herbert the only Oregon player in all of football that plays in the NFL? No. Now it's that. Well, well see, I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to figure out why. <laughs> why we care? Oh how about we just, how about we just move forward here? Week one. All right. <laughs> there we one. go. Seattle Seahawks at Indianapolis Colts. We lose. Okay. Let's. Uh, you know, I should. I should keep a tally here. Somebody you should. Keep a tally? Yes. <laughs> Uh, be awesome. You want me to, want me to keep a tally? All right. And I'm I'm usually the one doing it. You do it. All right. <laughs> so week one, Abe says Colts. Yeah. Okay. You say Colts. All right. I do. I I say Seahawks. All right. I don't, I don't think Carson Wentz is going to be dialed in just yet. I think later on in the season that would be that would be a really tough game. But I think I think very early in the season, right? That I think I think it's going to be. It's going to be the Seahawks. And I agree with you. I think the Seahawks are actually going to pull it out. So, All right. Moving on to week two. Uh, at home, hosting the Tennessee Titans. Mm. I'll go first on that. I say the Titans are going to pull the upset. Derrick Henry's going to run for 200 yards. And wow. they're going to look like idiots in our opening game, home game of the season. So I'm going with the Titans. All right. Yeah, I don't know if we have the defensive line to stop to stop them. I don't know about two hundred. Two hundred sounds a little crazy, but what? But what <laughs> okay, I do okay, see, what I, realistic, yes. What I do see is that they outground and pound us. Okay, and so you say that they they eke out a win. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go contrary. I'm gonna say we win. I think we can take them. They're on their way down as a team. They've they've kind of lost their identity and they're kind of heading the wrong way, in my opinion. Um, moving on to week three, we're going to be at Minnesota. That's oh, a Taking win. Vikings. That's an easy win. Yeah, I actually agree with you, Abraham. I think we'll win that game as well. Um, I also believe that will be a win uh, early in the season. They're tougher in the later in the season, but I think early on. We can take them. <clears throat> Moving on to week four at San Francisco. This is probably the game of the week uh, that week. I'll, so I'll go first. 49ers, definitely. Wow, definitely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very firm on that. I'm giving it to the Niners, too. Uh, okay, so we're all, we're all in agreement then. That's going to be a loss. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. We come back home, and the Rams come to visit with Matthew Stafford. Oh and yeah, no, we. Had, he's now had four or five weeks to get tooled in. To yeah, their, no, uh, we get we got our backsides handed to us. Okay, Aaron Donald. You, Aaron Donald I, beats the crap out of us. It's oh, in yeah. Seattle. We do well on Sunday night games. I'm. We're going to eke out the win for this one. That's a Wait, Thursday night game. Oh, is it a Thursday? So yeah, yeah, it's not a Sunday night game. Lost to San Francisco. My, 
My bad, but we're still going to eke out the win. And being a Thursday night game, we'll probably get a star player injured like we always do. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking on short rest after we get beat up and lose to San Francisco, we're going to lose to LA at home. Fair enough. Um, then we have, oh, we have, okay, it's extra long because of the Thursday game. Okay. Um, we then we go to uh, week six. We're going to at Pittsburgh playing the Steelers. Pittsburgh on the way up. They are That's a Sunday night game. They are better. They're better on defense, but they don't have a running back. I give it to the Seahawks. Did they draft a running back? They, I thought they did. Yeah. They did, but it's that stupid Alabama running back. Who, oh, Najee Harris or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Najee Harris. Yeah, he has already has ten thousand miles on him. Yep. Yeah, he's done for. No, I'm going with the Steelers in this one. Big Ben is injury prone. He does not. Uh, he doesn't work out in the off season. He doesn't watch tape. He's a jerk, um, and he fades late in the season. But early in the season, he's on target, and they've got an amazing wide receiver core still. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. Um, okay. <clears throat> Moving on to week seven. We have the Monday night game versus New Orleans, and they don't have a quarterback. So, obviously, the Seahawks are going to win that game. <laughs> and I, I don't know if they've done it already, but, like, don't they have to basically unload their whole team because they're so far they, over the cap that – they are way over the cap, and they don't have a quarterback. They have they have multiple quarterbacks, and if you if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. Well, they got Taysom Hill who can't throw the ball forwards, and then yes. you got Jameis Winston who can't throw to his own team. Yes. <laughs> oh, and then don't forget they've got Trevor Seaman on his on backup as well. Uh, they took they took Denver's cast off, and Denver doesn't have a quarterback, so. <laughs> Actually, no, they've got Teddy Two Gloves now. Never mind. What do you think, Solak? Seahawks. Okay. Definitely. Um, I don't know why that's a Monday night game. It might get moved because the New Orleans is going to suck this year. Yeah, I think um, we all got Seahawks on this one, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, moving on to week eight. The Jacksonville Jaguars at home here. Se- Seahawks, obviously. Ah, yeah. we, we kicked their ever-loving backsides. That's for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so that's a win. Week nine is a bye. So then week ten we go. We go in on in middle November into Green Bay. Oh, is Aaron Rodgers there? Or well, I think we have to assume we're going off what the teams are as they are stand yeah. right now. So he's there. That's Packers. It's a big L. So yeah. So Packers win is my 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 statement. Um, and then you said, what did you say, Soulman? Green Bay as well. Okay, all right. Moving on to week 11, we've got the Arizona Cardinals at home. Okay, Cardinals, it's always backwards. So we lose at home. So we'll lose this one and we'll win. Yeah, (laughs) that is usually what happens. Okay, yeah, I'll go. I I agree with you. Loss for this week. What do you think, Soul Man? Uh, Well, we're going to reverse that this year. I'm going with the Hawks. Okay. Just because I want to spite Abraham's theory there. All right. (laughs) It's not a theory. Good, it's a proven. It's proven. <laughs> it's always a good. It's always a good reason. Is <laughs> spiting Abraham. I have empirical evidence that says that this happens all the time. 
moving on to week 12, our second Monday night game of the year, which is another question mark as to why it's a Monday night game uh, at Washington. Oh, we beat them. We, yeah. They have a scary defensive front, but they've got nothing else. Yeah, so I agree. That's a win. Yep, I agree. That's going to be a boring Monday night game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> moving into December, uh, we have the 49ers visiting us at home. Is that a Sunday night game? It looks like it, it is a Sunday night game. Yes. Okay, right, I'll take, I'm going to go with the Hawks with my theory. I'll so take I'll Hawks. take the W on that too. Um. I'm sorry. I'm. I think it's another loss. They're just too good. I can't. I. I don't see us beating them. I don't know. We don't have a third receiver. We don't have pass rush. Who knows what's happening with our linebackers? But I think Jimmy G will melt down by then. Yeah, but then Trey Lance can take over for him. <laughs> it's all good. He's a rookie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um. Yeah, but we don't exactly have the top notch. We don't. We don't have the Legion of Boom anymore, do we? Um, okay, so moving on to week 14 at Houston. That, that'll be a morning Uh-oh. game, and it won't be watched by anyone because it'll be a win. That's a win. Yeah. Yeah. Houston's just a mess. Absolute mess. Uh, and top to bottom, that organization is a mess. Moving on to week 15, we've got, uh, we're at L.A. playing the Rams. Loss. Yeah, it's another loss. What do you think, Loss. Sonic? Yep, straight across for sure. Stafford at home. Now he's played 14, 15 games in that offense. He's got it down. Absolutely. Um, Okay, then we move to uh, the day after Christmas. We play in uh, Chicago at home here, the Bears. The Bears. I go with the Seahawks for sure. It's at home. Sorry, Bears win this one. Wow, why? You have one reason? Because they're better at every position but quarterback than us. Maybe wide receiver. Okay. We're better at wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. They're better at running. Yeah, okay. Um, no, I think we're going to win that game. I'll be I'll be optimistic on that one. It'll be a Christmas miracle. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, okay. Week 17, second to last week, because now there's 18 weeks. Uh, Detroit at home here. Oh, we win. That's <laughs> <laughs> They're a mess. Yeah. What's a win for the Seahawks in my 100% opinion? 100% a win, yep. Thank you, NFL, for giving that as our final game. Uh, no, <laughs> we got one more. Oh, oh, oh. Remember, there's 18 weeks now. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so the last one is we're at Arizona. Ah, okay, we win that because That's it's the reverse. Win. Yes. We're going to sweep Arizona, so I'm going to go Ooh. win as well. Yeah, all right. Yep. That'll be nice. So give us a total, Solak. Tell us, tell us where we stand. All right. Let's see. Here's the rundown. See how pessimistic we are. <laughs> what was it? Last year, the beginning of the way too early prediction, we were like six wins, maybe. Maybe seven. This was a rough, rough uh, schedule. And then we won like 12. Yeah. <laughs> Like we're like three weeks in, and we're like we're looking at it again, going, "Well, wait a second. Now I have now I have like fourteen wins here." <laughs> so we tend to be a little pessimistic early. You can hear him counting. Yes, you can. Yeah, those, the, those things that you hear, audience, 
are the abacus beads. Yeah. As they glide across the string. His brain cells are really cooking now. <laughs> He's entering it into Excel and creating the formula. Um, I, th- I think I'm a little high on my picks, but anyways, I, I said 12 and 5, which... Uh, yeah, I, I heard your picks. Yeah, you, 17. I heard your picks. Uh, they did. It what? did sound like you were high when you picked them. <laughs> I'll agree with that. I, when I looked at it earlier, I thought I did 10 and 7, so, but it counted 12 and 5. Okay. Um, Matthew Page, you said they'd go 9 and 8. Ooh. And Abraham, you said 8 and 9. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I'm not super excited. Where, where do you so so Abraham? Where do you have us in our division? Um, I have us second, third, or fourth. It at best third. Really, at best, there's okay. a very possible chance we end up in rock bottom. Okay. Which you, which you know you in a, in a different division, you know we different might division would be a playoff team. Yeah, but I mean, you you're telling me. You're telling me the Rams aren't going to throttle us? You know, you're telling me that the Niners aren't going to throttle us? And I'm not even sure about Arizona because, like, they're getting better. The only thing holding them back is a terrible coach. But, you know, they got yeah. actual players. <laughs> Kingsbury yeah. might get fired after this season. It will, it will, we'll see how they do. What do you think, Solman? Uh, earlier, I thought we'd be third place, but... I still think the 49ers will be first. I think we'll be second, but we uh, we got. I mean, we got the best division in in the N- NFC, so we might be either us or the Rams are going to be second. We'll be one game behind or one game in front of them, so it's going to be second or third place. I have us pretty firmly in third because a the coach, like you said, a uh, Kingsbury and. I'm not sold on Kyler Murray yet. I really am not. The completion just doesn't just doesn't isn't there yet. And for the receiver core that he has, it's like, come on, dude. Um, <clears throat> but you know, we'll see. You know, there's this is probably this is the make or break year for them. Um, but anyway, I guess we should move on to some baseball. Baseball, yes, sir. We got about ten minutes left or so. Uh, Mariners. Boy, do they suck. <laughs> well, I, hang on. I think they're looking at suck in the rearview mirror. Oh, um, yeah. or I'm sorry, I got the backwards. Suck is looking at them in the rearview mirror. <laughs> now, but what do you have, mean? Do you have Jared Kellenick and Logan Gilbert now? Oh, they, that did them jack squat last night. Yeah, uh, talk about the most anticipated nothing uh, of all time. 0 for 4 or 0 for 5. Yeah, and then it's not like Logan Gilbert. Six innings and four runs. Yeah, I mean, it was okay. Not really, but uh, (laughs) better than our six. Okay, you guys tell me, why do we have a six-man rotation when the sixth man in the rotation is 12 backup pitchers that that don't deserve to be in this league? I have no idea. Yeah, Scott Service is a yes man. He's a terrible man. He's an empty shirt. Yeah, there you go. It, it's stupid. It's really you might, stupid. You, you might call him, I don't know, a certain a certain manager that somehow won manager of the year several times. Bob Melvin? Yeah. Uh, Melvin's way better. Uh, Bob Melvin's actually shame good. On, shame on you. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't know what okay. you're... Sure. Three American League Coaches of the Year awards. Matt, obviously somebody knows more about baseball than you is awarding these trophies to this guy. So, Are you sure that the person awarding the trophies knows more about baseball? Um, yes. Confirm that. I'm very, I'm very certain of that. Anyway, I the mean, point is... Melvin might know more about baseball than me, but the person who gives out the awards, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, what I was going to say is... What, what I was going to say is that... It baffles me how we can't get veterans off the scrap heap to fill in these roles. Yeah. Like we got one Kendall Graveman one. They haven't used him in a damn week and they don't use him. (laughs) What about, what about our Korean pitcher or white guy who's Korean flexing flexing. He's actually been semi-competent, but now as we get later into the year, I think, as he goes his second tour around, he's going to be like a Japanese pitcher on their first tour around the league. They get, they do really well. And then everyone figures them out. It just sucks guys. Um, I, I, I know, I know that we're, I know that we're intentionally tanking the last couple seasons and this season as well. Got it, whatever. But why is it when I look around and other teams get like a team full of Marwin Gonzalez's and then supplements them with actual good players that they come up through their system. What? We don't do that. And it just annoys the hell out of me. Well, they were putting it off because they thought they had an embarrassment of, of riches in terms of pitchers that they could put in the rotation, even though Justice, Justin Dunn belongs in the bullpen, but they'll never b- listen to me on that. Yeah, but you can't get like $2 um, million dollar guys, and then if you got a guy that can beat him out, you're not out that much money. Like, Yeah, they, they're saving that money because they're going to go invest because you know, the one thing that all free agents want to go do is is go play for building teams, you know? Why can't we hit the damn ball? Do we need to change the lineup around? Since we actually, actually let's let's answer record. let's answer that in questions that question in a second. So, because Matt, you actually brought something up that's interesting. I hadn't oh, yeah. thought about that. How do you bring in veterans when yeah they could go to like they could take like Whoa. two million with the you know uh, Dodgers or something and go for a championship well, or well, not even just that. I mean, look at look at the. Um, yeah, they could take two million and go to the Dodgers and, and and at least go to the playoffs at the very least. But um, they, uh, not even that. It's just like look at look at you know, say Trevor Bauer was on the market free agent market again, and we're and we're 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 next year and we're we're gearing up. We want we want to add a, a, a top flight you know pitcher and we want to add a top flight bat and all that. They're not going to want to come play for us. Because we've been terrible for twenty plus years, you know yeah. they're going to be like, no, I, I, you know, I'll take I'll take twenty million less and go play for this perennial, you know, the St. Louis Cardinals, you know, or the, or the the Giants or the Padres or somebody like, you know, they'll, yeah. they'll 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 go, they'll go somewhere else for less money, you know. We're gonna have to way way overpay. And this plays into your question, Solak. Your question was, why are they so bad offensively? And mm-hmm. it's because they it's they they don't have any hired guns that are like professional hitters. Not well, I mean, not I mean professional hitters, fair. like 300, 300 batting average. I'm talking about like at least somebody who can hit 250. To be what? fair. Yeah. I was talking, I was actually, I was talking to, uh, to Solak. We were at the Aqua Sox game, which we're going to go, we'll, we talk Aqua Sox in a minute here, but we were at the Aqua Sox game and I point made the point that, uh, at the, at the time that I was telling him and on that game, and this was, maybe Wednesday, I think it was, um, the, the, the highest batting average on the roster was JP Crawford. 
the light hitting shortstop. And he was batting like 264 or something like that. And that was the <laughs> highest batting average on the team. But I want to say also there is there is a there's a very great article on the athletic and some other people have covered it as well. MLB messed with the ball again this season. And offense is down all over the league in a big way because players, the ball is not carrying as far as it used to. And players are still obsessed with launch angle and exit entry and velocity or whatever and, and all that. So there's a lot of fly balls petering out in the outfield right now. And players need to make the adjustment and hit line drives and hit singles again. I'm glad you said that last statement because I was going to call hooey on the whole thing. And it's like, yes, first of all, Major League Baseball meddles with things when they don't need to because it's a good game. Why are you making things worse? Um, Secondly, it's up to the players to, like, adapt. And you still got got jerks trying to hit home runs because, like, what did I see last night? I saw freaking one of the, you know, one of the – uh, Detroit was it? No, we played Detroit. No, Cleveland. Cleveland. We played Cleveland. Uh, God, um, one of their players. We had almost everybody on the other side of the field doing a shift. Yeah, like the third baseman was practiced. Well, actually, I think the third baseman went to the other side, and the shortstop's like playing behind second base, and I'm like, I, I, punt on the left field line, <laughs> inside out. You know, check swing inside out. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, need to make those adjustments, force them to force them to not do that big heavy of a switch. It's not. It's not. Oh, the switch is ruining the game. It's these players are, need to be better hitters. Yeah, they need to use some some sense. If you ever, if you guys ever looked at the, uh, not ever, but I mean recently, if you ever looked at the top offenses in baseball, um, they're not the top home run hitting teams. Red Sox are different. Always, Red no. Sox are the different, but that's because they're stupid stadium. That old piece of crap that needs to be taken oh down oh, is shaped wrong. Just, um, just, well, it's like the Yankees the same way. They, yeah. they have a short. <clears throat> yeah. But no, the better the team, bucks. the better hitting teams are the ones that are, you know, <laughs> finding, finding holes. Make consistent contact. Get on base. Yep. You know? So we're going to uh, deal with this bull crap all year then or what? I mean, why, why is, you made a good point last night, Matt. Why is Kellnick leading off? The guy's a rookie. They should have put him batting fifth or sixth in the lineup. Put Crawford that, or somebody. That baffles me. I still don't yeah. know why. They 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 put Jared Kalanick on his first MLB game. They started him at leadoff. He's never played leadoff in the minors. He's a he's a number four hitter. He's your cleanup hitter. Maybe 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 for his debut, you put him at like sixth or fifth or something yeah. like that. You give him some break and some protection. <laughs> but you don't expose him like that. On his debut, I, that was that really made no sense to me whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Stupid. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think the goal is, you know, to get him the more like like the Dodgers put Mookie at center uh, at at leadoff because that gets him another at bat every game, you know. Yep. And so he's your best hitter. You get him, you get him an extra at bat. But he's confident and he knows his stiff and he's proven he's a superstar. Jared Kellnick's in his major league debut. The kid needs some time to adjust to the higher caliber competition and get his, get his, his swing going. So give him, so yeah, I don't understand that. I think they're just so desperate right now. I think, I think DePoto is getting a little desperate because the kids like Evan White is, is, is fizzling. Uh, Trammell was a, got sent back down and immediately went three for four with a dinger in Tacoma. (laughs) Um, But he, but he can't hit worth a damn in Seattle. Uh, You know, 
he some of these things some of these guys are not they're not turning out to be the hope that they that he was hoping on and where he should be going and trading and and adding the free agents it's tough to do in our market and it's and and he you know yeah he's kind of locked in so i think he's kind of pushing kelenic to try to try to you know maybe jumpstart the offense and was hoping he would be an elixir but that's not that's the wrong thing to do that's a good way to short stunt a guy's growth absolutely know? yep <clears throat> so we anyway need, uh the yeah, aqua socks the, aqua socks. 50, aqua socks have the 15 started. the 15 and one aqua socks are they really 15? No, they, they scored won 15. 15 to one. They won 15 to one. They're seven and two on the year. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I was looking yeah, at, and, I was looking at your post and I'm like 15 and one. What a start to the season. <laughs> no, and seven is, and two is not, not bad. Only, seven and two is not bad. That's not the only double digit win that they had this week alone. I mean, that's the scary part. This offense is insane. These mm-hmm. guys are just crushing it. Uh, Jer- Julio Rodriguez is, is did did you see my uh you sent me Solak sent me um Catel or not Catel Noelves Martez Noelves Martez line from Modesto who he's tearing it up down there and the hilarious thing is that Julio Rodriguez is hitting pretty much the identical line in effort like the same batting average the same number of dingers the same number of stolen bases and everything and, and RBIs it's uh, but he's tearing it up and. Uh, I suggest if you guys can go out, um, you know, I think it's sold out now for the the weekend, but when they come back in June, go as soon as you can to catch, catch Julio because he's not going to stick around. If he's still here. Yeah. Yeah. He might not come back. Yeah. I got, Um, I got (laughs) to, I got to think back to like when Kyle, um, Kyle Lewis Lewis. was here and we missed out on an interview. Um, but we kind of figured like, ah, no big deal. We'll, you know, we'll catch him next, next homestand. There was no next homestand. <laughs> <laughs> and well, this is going to happen. He disappeared for yeah. Rehab. yeah. And this is going to happen to us with, uh, Julio Rodriguez. And it, Oh yeah. I was going to say, I, God, you beat me too. I was thinking of Les Nesman and his merch. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for those of you who don't remember, uh, WKRP in Cincinnati, he referred oh, yeah. to Chichi Rodriguez as Chai Chai Rodriguez. Um, <laughs> and when you sent me a post about his nickname is J Rod, I thought to myself, absolutely not. That's his Twitter tag. It wasn't necessarily that's his nickname. Mm. I was chanting Julio at the game and like no one was joining in. I was getting bummed. <laughs> Well, there I hope was it's... one guy um, uh, the other night who was very emphatic behind us, who was apparently having a one-sided conversation with Julio, uh, shouting down at him, and and you know they were trying to pick off Julio, and and uh, no, you don't do that to Julio, and Julio, you know what's up, and we're just sitting there going, okay, dude, yeah, <laughs> Julio can hear you, but he's not talking back. Do you realize that? You know, <laughs> some of the fans at Everett are a little, little, little uh, intense. Let's put it that way. It's a nice way to put it. Hey, well, it's not like we ever heckled the opposing team's bullpen. That's just good fun. <laughs> good That's fun, all yeah. that is. <laughs> that who was that? Who was that Rangers pitcher that I kept telling to get back in the office? Um, yes, fans of our show. I may have had a couple drinks oh, yes. and screamed at a guy to to get the TPS reports name, done. He had a name like like 
office equipment a name or something like it was some some kind of name that was a piece of office equipment or something chairman or something or i don't know it was something like that <laughs> xerox <laughs> or something <laughs> something like that you're like he should he belongs in an office why is he here <laughs> rodney xerox office <laughs> rodney xerox. office supply man oh no i miss i miss rock shoulders the guy who was uh he played for the boise hawks one year <laughs> And, I, and he was a DH, and I'm like, that's a great name for a DH. He's got rock, rock shoulders. That's a gr- that is a great name. Um, wh- wh- the the worst part. name I think is Homer Bailey as a pitcher. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, he's on our Olympic team too this year. That's pretty sad, but we can Ouch. talk about that later down the road. <laughs> um, what one other player I want to? I know we're getting the, near the end. Matt Brash, a pitcher for the Aqua Sox. We got him in the. San Diego Padre trade last year when we pretty much stole all their p- good players from them, their young players. He pitched the other night in relief, four innings, ten strikeouts. I mean, he was this solid. Kid, yeah, he was very solid. This kid, uh, I know, I can see why they're high on him. So that's my pick to click. The whole rotation is stacked. I mean, yep. it's crazy this year. I mean, we've got we've got Emerson Hancock, who was the first overall pick last year or the year before or whatever. Last year, yeah. We've got um, Kirby start tonight. We've got George Kirby, who was the pick the year before, the first pick. Juan we've then. Got Williamson, who was the second round pick right behind uh, Kirby. Juan we've then. Juan, what's that? Yeah, Juan then. Juan then, who we got from the Yankees in one of our trades. I forget. Was that the one with the Paxton trade? It might have been the Paxton trade. Might have been. Uh, but he's highly rated. We've got. Matt Brash, like you just said, from the Padres, and he's he's highly rated. And I mean, they're running like an eight-man rotation right now, just because they can. I mean, yep. these guys are they're just oodles of talent in that bullpen over there. God, uh, if, my God, guys, if we could just get like two or three of them to like work, you know, oh, to, Isaiah to work Campbell. out. <laughs> Isaiah Campbell was the third-round pick behind Kirby and Williamson. He's there too. Um, uh, and there's one other guy too. I'm forgetting. I'm sure, but I, and I'm and I'm sorry. But yeah, it's just there's so many guys. There's so much talent there. And then on the bases, I've been in, particularly impressed with Tyler Keenan, who's playing third. Um, Austin Shenton, they've been moving around. He was taught second the other night, and then he was at first last night, right? Or no, like a third th- third base last night. Okay, so yeah, this is that was the first time this whole homestand he'd been at third. Uh, the who's the guy who plays center? He's kind of an impressive speed guy. Not Kodovich. We got Kodovich who plays second. He was drafted last year. Uh, Jack Larson, maybe. Jack Larson, yeah, center fielder. He's, he's an intriguing guy. Three thirty-three on the season. OPS nine seven five. Yeah. Yes, I'm a baseball nerd, Abraham. Um, at short, we have Patrick Frick back again, who we we who I interviewed the last time he was here, and asked him to his face if 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 he went to uh, Wake Forest because of their mascot, the Demon Deacons, <laughs> and he said yes. He didn't even hesitate. He just said yes. <laughs> it figured into his decision. So I, I love Patrick Frick, um, and he's amazing with the glove. He's, he's done some pretty awesome uh, fielding there. And then, of course, there is a love affair going on between Brian Solman Solak and the, the starting catcher, Carter Benz. <laughs> yes, I'm hoping that well, he's agreed to an interview. I just got to schedule, narrow down the time, so... And uh, yeah, and Abraham, you have you're, you're going to reach out to Julio. Uh, we we got the green lights for you to reach out to Julio and do an interview with that as well. So uh, I also uh, have, I think I also have. Um, don't I have 
Brandon Williams. Well, you want to you want to do the other ones I started with just Julio. Well, no, I have two. No, you have one. You have one. Yeah. The other one is Carter. They only responded on two for now. I only asked for two right now. But anyway, uh, readers can look forward to seeing that on SSU.com, CLSportsUnion.com, and, uh, and and potentially even in the game day programs, we'll probably do a, maybe maybe Julio's will will make the program because Carter Carter's already had that privilege of being in Frog Tracks, yep. I believe, right? Oh, yeah. okay. So, so Solak Solak's interviewing Carter. Then I mean, yes. okay, got it. Okay, you're doing Julio. Yeah, and and uh, and so yeah, so you can look forward. Uh, Julio Pratt might be in the frog tracks because, like I said, just said Carter's already had that privilege, um, and uh, down the road, frog and, tracks is frog tracks is the Aquasox magazine, and I saw you guys. I saw you guys' picture. It looks different this year. They went with kind of an old timey look. Uh, it's interesting. Um, it's that's Lena, the new intern there, the graphic artist. Um, working there for the uh, front office, uh, she's she's working for Sarah, who's the the media liaison, and she um, uh, for us. And she, Lena, apparently doesn't know baseball at all. She's learning as she goes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's interesting. She's doing um, great. She's though. she's she's learning fast, and she's she's a, she's good people. Um, mm-hmm. She's already agreed to uh, to um, conspire with us against Sarah. So that that's the mark of a good person right there. <laughs> She's corruptible. That's that. That's the that's perfect. That's. I'm glad we got that on tape. <laughs> Time for some shout-outs, guys. Oh yeah, go ahead, Soul Man. I will go first, and uh, I'm going to shout out to our one and only Bellingham Bells of the college summer team of the West Coast League. I ran into their general manager Stephanie Morell the other night, and we had her on a, as a guest a few weeks ago. So make sure you go to BellinghamBells.com and get your tickets. Anyways, I just want to give them a shout out. They start first week in June, so and they, I think they're at fifty percent capacity to start the season. So go Bells! I'm going to do a shout out to the uh, like. How do you give a shout out to not COVID, but like the opposite of that? Because <laughs> we're looking at a June time frame. Yeah. Okay. The vaccines. Yeah, the vaccines. Let me give yeah. a shout out and to all the vaccine. Who hard to, to make the to all people. Yeah. Exactly. Because we're looking at a June rollout to where we might have some semblance of normalcy, and you know we can uh, right now, guys. Like when we go to games, we have to kind of like pick and choose what games we go to because the Aquasox can't operate at full capacity. Um, same with Mariners. They're not at full capacity, so it's it's close. It's soon, maybe another month or month and a half. Maybe in July they'll be able to open uh, Aqua Sox up to seventy five percent, maybe something like that. They are they are at the mercy of MLB's rules, apparently. Um, not well, and just, state law, not just the county and state law too. Well, yeah, but, but the MLB dictates it. They they the MLB might have stricter rules than than the state. So I doubt that because there's full, I doubt that because there's a full stadium in Texas. <laughs> well, I know, but yeah, anyway, um, apparently they do have under the new agreement. There's a lot more power to MLB right now. So, um, and then my shout out, I guess. Yeah, we'll be, uh, we'll be the, the, uh, the Aqua Sox. Go watch them guys. They're amazing. This team is stacked. If they keep this roster together, they're winning the championship without a doubt. It's, yep. it's fun to watch. It's great, great atmosphere, great fans, great, great group of people who run the team. Um, and and get out there. Go support them. 
Great. Well, thanks for joining us again this week on the Seattle Sports Union Podcast. My name was Abraham Deweese, and on behalf of Matthew Page and Brian the Soul Man Solak, we'll see you guys next time. Have a good night. Go sports ball. <laughs>